What's up, world? Yeah! It's been so long, but has it been too long? Yes! Yes! So yes. at least for one week, we are... With episode 111 of Knifey Knife Lion Radio. Oh, baby, we are the gift. Jonah. Finishing up our redone deck here on the beautiful Mount Knife, overlooking the tranquil Northside neighborhood. Special guest joining me tonight, today, today, Sunday, early morning, not quite, to talk FC soccer. It's the editor and chief of the Post. It's Kevin Wallace. Oh, it feels good to be back in the saddle, huh? Sure. <laughs> beautiful Mount Knife. How you feeling oh. on this glorious snowy morning? Vibes oh, are just you know right. what? It's been so long since we've had to care about FC Cincinnati. I think since what July of last year. So it feels really good to to finally have. I, I mean, for me personally, just a teeny bit of optimism. You know, it's a little, little off season optimism. What? Um, yeah, just start talking yourself into all the players suddenly being better this year for no reason. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for be. it. <laughs> That's all we have. Uh, today we're going to quickly scratch the off-season itch till it bleeds orange and blue. Let's take the full of the what is it? Let's take the pulse of the I was going to say the pulse of the fan base. The fault <laughs> like now I can't say it for real. The pulse of the fan base based on our only our two opinions in the segment off-season hell. Maybe I should say the different. <laughs> but first, that's month 46 of the coronavirus sets in. If you've been listening to the CDC and not to Q, you get a one-way ticket inside the John Harvey Cave, 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 Cave of, wonders. of Wonders. Oh, my word. So, optimism, I, does that mean I have to be the negative one? Kevin, people are going to be expecting one thing. Are you zigging when everyone else zags? Or is this your true heart going to come out today? So... I'm torn. I'm torn on whether or not to be optimistic. I think there's enough that I could talk myself into this team being average, um, in particular some of the, the turmoil in other clubs around the league. But at the same time, like there's no reason to be optimistic if you're looking at you know evidence and track records. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I, I find myself in a weird spot because I know everybody else is negative. So I kind of want to be like, oh no, guys, let's let's find an even keel. But at the same time, it, that's a hard that's a hard ask. We've so. done that before. I remember your commentary from the FCC. The what did I call it? The autopsy. Yes. We were breaking down the roster before the season starts, and we're like, you know, <laughs> you look at it, it's a good roster. <laughs> but I mean, how good could it have been truly when, you know, nothing yeah, could happen? Yeah. So before uh, we make our, not really predictions, but our opinions of what has amounted so far, I'll do a quick in or out segment. Are you in or are you out? We said goodbye to some players this year. It's been so long. You, you guys all know this, but let's just go over it again. We lost Rashawn, my dear Rashawn, who I have a jersey of, uh, Sam DeYoung, Matthew Deplan, the original KLR oh. All-Star, really. Uh, Greg Garza, Joe Jow is staying, Bobby we Edwards, Tommy McCabe, oh. Jimmy McLaughlin. We need to talk about him more, probably. Uh, voice crack because it's so somber. Hassan Nadam, Ray Ortiz, uh, Stanko Stang. 
and Kendall Waston. Before, let's just ignore Jimmy for a second. Of all those names who are saying goodbye to, are any of them are you going to actually miss? And who are you going to faux miss? I don't think there's anybody we're really missing. Uh, it would have been nice to get Waston back on maybe like a much cheaper deal, but I can't imagine he was terribly interested in that. Um, just just to have that veteran backup uh, if we were going to be moving on. Um, but man, pour one out for Bobby Edwards. Uh, normally you don't <laughs> care about your third string keeper, but boy did he make us care about a third string keeper for one game. <laughs> he, he, he was really a comet. He just streaked across the sky and then you knew that was it. Also, I think we take for granted uh, goalies. Yes. You, you know, most starting MLS goalkeepers are good. And then the backup is decent. And you, you see that and you're like, how far down could the third goalie be? And just from from the jump, he felt like a ball of nerves out there. And then he had that hilarious <laughs> moment where for some reason he was desperate to keep the ball in play just to save. Was it to save a corner kick? And um, yeah, in the context of the game, like the corner kick would have been fine. FCC's actually always been very good at corner kicks, so it's not even like it was an obvious weakness of our team or anything. <laughs> I will say I feel very vindicated because before the season, I said I thought the Bobby Edwards signing was terrible uh, because you don't want your third string goalkeeper to be a sort of prime age goalkeeper with experience you want either a super young guy like a a, a david beckham sunderland newcastle middlesbrough that's our backup now or you want an ancient guy who is like played in the champions league final in 1997 you don't want the 22 year old coming from ireland you know with a chip on his shoulder that's the guy who's gonna force an error uh and he did i mean it was one of just an adorable moment in the season. If there was a FCC yearbook like they used to always do for the Bengals, like looking back at the year, that would definitely be part of it. I felt bad for him. And, and then he had his, that was his second game though, wasn't it? Did he start two? Because didn't, wasn't the first game was the Tifus game, right? No, that, oh, maybe that now was Now I'm, I'm all conflicted because I was like, oh, they wouldn't have interviewed him after. You know what I'm saying? I totally forgot about that because that was after, uh, it was either a 0-0 was that the crew game? That was zero zero. Yeah, the yeah. Like we drew the, the crew, in? which was seen as like you know the greatest achievement on the season at home. Yeah, and real then, fu yeah. for the banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we we see you brought down the tifus. You know, we 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 understand you're sending a message, and then he follows that game up with his his howler. So he did. He got that one game in, I guess. My memory is quite foggy <laughs> from all this. Uh, Tommy McCabe, he just looks too baby faced, even though like Frankie's younger than him but like i don't know he never looked like this guy's gonna make it i'm totally judging a book by its cover but can you just like imagine tommy mccabe the look of tommy mccabe playing big time soccer it was hard to imagine mccabe never looked the part but he never looked way out of place and i think that's more a result of him playing on some terrible teams so possibly i think think he goes to i don't know uh, toronto and he looks like the worst player on the field. He strikes me as you're excited about your USL team getting him, but <laughs> yes. not quite not quite up to snuff. Hassan Nadam, what a great experiment that was. <laughs> I'm going to we got to blame the fans for that. We are so desperate for his uh, expansion draft pick and uh you know, that one that one's on us FCC. Okay, you get a pass on Nadam because nobody was thinking anything other than this guy totally dominated uh what turned out to be a totally washed Fernando Adi. They're like, Adi couldn't do anything. Well, it turns out Adi just couldn't do anything ever again. 
Uh, Ray Ortiz? No, that, that go, one, go. Please get your undam taken. Uh, I was going to say, and Dam is is a hilarious one. Yeah, uh, that's it's definitely one. You know, we've had our believe in Gaston moment. We've had our moments where the fan base, for absolutely no reason, hypes themselves up that the team is going to sign a player. And Indom was definitely one of those guys. And then, yeah, it really makes you question the uh, the wisdom of the fan base going forward with transfers. He had a glorious. <laughs> Uh, giveaway in the U.S. Open Cup game when he was playing on loan. I don't know if it was Charlotte or somewhere, and it was like, wow, he's actually yep. not even <laughs> he's not even doing well in the USL. So this is great. <laughs> um, who else? Ray Ortiz, fan favorite. You know, we latch on to anything we can, and he had a few preseason moments, and he was, you know, he's kind of like a. I liked his takes on Twitter too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it it would have been a good political addition. You know, he's sort of the anti Andrew Carlton in that way. Exactly. I would. I mean, I would like to see him get in a game or two. That would have been fun, especially for how awful we were. Greg yeah. Garza. He'll be noteworthy because he was once part of what was known as the most depth left left back position in all of MLS. When it was yeah, Garza the best and, uh, left back depth in the league, according the, to one, uh, the great Charlie Hatch. So he so got that, that was... and the new bathroom. His bathroom <laughs> got redone. Uh, Garza, I remember though when he when he first came on, we we're like, we are unstoppable. Okay, I'm exaggerating obviously, but we are unstoppable <laughs> with Garza. Like we didn't lose with Garza for so long. He was like, he's just so good on the ball. What he just really he fell off a cliff. Are we just gonna blame it on injuries? Because he's not that old. I'm not sure he's even 30 yet. But no, I, it's definitely injuries. Like the guy, it's one of those signings that was perfect on on paper that just did not pan out. Like the injuries obviously slowed him down. But going into that, you know, on paper you're like, all right, you got U.S. Men's National Team left back. He just wrapped up. Uh, you know, a great year at Atlanta, won MLS Cup or two years at Atlanta, wrapped up MLS Cup. We got him for wasn't wasn't an overspend by any means. I guess Atlanta was just trying to free up some cap space. He gets hurt the first year. The first year is terrible. Whatever. We can put that aside. He comes back 2020 and he's just a fraction of the player that he was. And it was just so, so disappointing to to see that happen. And yeah, watch that uh, best left back depth in the league just sort of crumble before your eyes. It was <laughs> yeah. very disappointing. You had him and then you had, uh, who ended up, what, did we lose, uh, Gutman's gone too, isn't it? He's, uh, yes. who picked him up? Atlanta took his rights in the waiver draft or second waiver draft or something like that, but it's not even clear that they'll get him because his loan status with Celtic is up in the air. So it kind of made sense for us to move on, especially if we were targeting another starting left back. But it didn't go over as well on the Bailey Facebook. They're like, what are we doing? (laughs) We're getting rid of him. I was like, I don't think this is cut and dry as you think it is. (laughs) Plus, I mean, for all his his youth and occasional goodness he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire he was also part of this terrible team and the man couldn't cross to save his fucking life just sailing ball after ball into the ga i think in a different system he'd be really good he was really good at defense like his ability to you know tackle dispossess interceptions fantastic but he could not contribute offensively he couldn't shoot he couldn't cross he couldn't make decisive passes in that final third and that is very clearly what the team wants to be doing and wants to be playing with is attacking wingbacks. Kendall, I'll, I'm, I'm kind of happy he's gone just so we don't have to hear the takes anymore. I would defend him yeah. and then he would play well. And then he'd have a terrible a terrible game and I'd have to forget that happened. Then he'd have a 
best 11 or team of the week and then I'd go back on Reddit and be like, oh, fuck you, idiots. I told you he's awesome. <laughs> I just, it was too much. It was whiplash week to week with Kendall. But uh, overall, you know, he was yeah, one of our better players sure. last two years, whether that's a means much or not. Right. Uh, Sam DeYoung, not sad to see you go. I think DeYoung could go down so far in FCC's early history as the worst signing in FC Cincinnati history. I think Lacadia, jury's still out. Let's see how the beginning of this season goes. Uh, you can make a strong argument for him, but I think his loan status helps that. But DeYoung had so much promise and had no reason to be as bad as he was. He wasn't injured all the time. He got plenty of starting time. He had plenty of attacking talent, again, on paper in front of him. The defense wasn't miserable, and he just straight up could not perform, and it was very frustrating to watch. Yeah, as soon as he saw him on the field, I was like, oh, he looks kind of (laughs) old. He's playing like an old guy. Uh, And that was unfortunate. Like, Harris Madunian still has, like, some old man moves. You're like, oh, okay. So, like, if he can do it, there's no excuse to him. Machu, Duplan, Duplain, Duplan, whatever your name truly was. You know, I'm going to miss. We never got to interact face-to-face. I had a couple Instagram DMs with him when he signed. He loved the song. I was going to give him a scarf. It never happened. But It was kind of sad to see like the back half of last year he really drew the ire the focus had honed in on how bad Deplan was I was like everybody chill like he's not crushing it but like this man was here first and I would say the first season he was pretty much solid yeah the whole first year yeah outside of Cruz I think you can make a strong argument for Deplan being the best player in 2019 I mean, he was versatile. He played out of position for three-fourths of the year to cover for injury. Um, he played, I think, every game but one or was subbed out in one game. Otherwise, he had played every single minute. Club legend as far as I'm concerned <laughs> in the MLS history. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, he uh, he definitely struggled going forward. And then it didn't look good when Zico Bailey looked as good, if not better. <laughs> I forget how he's on the team, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate yeah. for Zico. How much is the suck just wearing on everyone? And it's like right. everyone seemed to get suckier. So looking for bright spots were few and far between. But out with the old, in with the new. And there are a few new. Maybe not enough, but there are some new. Uh, resigned Stanko, uh, Nick Hagland, Joe Jow, and TT. In also from New York Red Bulls, Ben Mines. Don't know anything about him. He's amazing, though. I'm just going to assume. Ronald <laughs> Matarita, Cody Cropper, goalkeeper, who I would hope perform outperforms. Well, actually, he'll be Spencer's <laughs> spot, won't he? Because Spencer's gone, too, isn't he? Yeah, it'll be interesting or to see ben where Lund, yeah. Yeah, where Lunt lands. I mean, Lunt, you could make an argument for goalkeeper one, two, or three, really. So, And we just drafted... Calvin Harris from Wake Forest. I've, I'm saying this to myself as I say it to other people, but you see signings and you're like, why aren't we making them? And it hurts the most because like Columbus seems to have signed a lot of good veterans. And you're like, oh, they're just gotten better and we have not really gotten better. Um, <laughs> but a lot of teams really haven't done that much if you actually go team by team and see who's signed right. who. So in that regard, that's fine. But as Matt Brew would point out, we need we have a lot of work to do. So we should be. We were dead last. So we probably should be doing a lot of work. There's no reason for complacency. But uh yeah. Of what you've seen so far of who we signed, uh, notably, of course, Cody Cropper, number one. You've got some bit of optimism. Is that what I've taken from you? 
Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think any of the guys we've signed are worse than the players they're replacing, right? Like, Ben Mines is essentially a Jimmy McLaughlin replacement, which we could we could touch on uh, now or later. But, Irreplaceable. Um, mine, <laughs> I mean, he's got solid politics. You know, I'll, I'll give Mines that right away. <laughs> I, I don't know what Jimmy's uh, politics were exactly, but I know uh, in the, the alt-right cave was, uh, was open on this podcast for him sure um but yeah like Moderita is going to be better than Gutman and Garza uh I think that's fair to say uh Ben Mines is a versatile academy player who has played at right back and right wing like he'll be okay depth he's basically yeah your, your Jimmy McLaughlin replacement Calvin Harris is your I don't know your your Rashawn replacement. Only this time he hopefully doesn't cost Vas- any money. Hopefully Vasquez or Vasquez replacement. Yeah, but he doesn't cost any money because he's on Generation Adidas contract. So like, great. He literally there is no downside to him. I guess outside of the international spot, which is weird. And then Cody Cropper will be better than uh, than Bobby Edwards. I will throw <laughs> that gauntlet down right now. Um, Cropper was a fringe uh, U.S. national teamer for a while. Hey. Um, Came up, uh, I think, in Southampton's academy, or at least moved to Southampton very early on uh, in his career and bounced around the championship in League One over in England. So why not? Like He, he knew he'd get some no action downside. in Cincinnati. He's yeah. like, I need to show my shot-stopping ability. I'm going to Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting back in this team. It's a goalkeeper's um, paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great point. He'll, he'll definitely be facing <laughs> shots here. So, yeah, I mean, overall, like, I don't see anywhere where we've gotten worse, which is not a high bar to clear, but it's certainly one that we have cleared. We already couldn't get worse, if you want to be honest, because we were already in the basement of the MLS. But <laughs> I understand your, your point. So we're under the assumption, I mean, obviously we're going to sign more players, but we're under the assumption yeah. that we're going to sign impact players the rumor that probably is not going to happen but was papu from i guess i shouldn't emphasize it like that papu is like apu papu papu sounds weird um (laughs) but you know that's pretty much what we need we need a good midfielder who can control the ball and make great passes and um you know people are pointing out we didn't sign loca till after we are right now or sam deong till after this point right now i'm not panicking but I'm also kind of just, uh, I'm losing my steam about, and I'm already preparing my body for a season of suckitude next year. I'm in a right. wait and see mode. Are you more optimistic that something's going to happen where you'll, you can make a prediction of drastic improvement or are you kind of just along for the ride like me? Here, I'll, I'll give you my optimism pitch. All right. And I'll make the pitch with a minimal assumption on signings. Um, I will say one of my favorite things is everybody is thinking, oh, we just need a TAM center back. A TAM center back. Uh, my favorite about that is that it just lets you imagine like the best possible player, whereas a TAM center back would be Kendall Waston. <laughs> so, <Sure. like, laughs> so let's tamper down those expectations for a second. Um, let's assume the team signs a competent midfielder, which maybe that's too much to assume. And let's assume there is at least one uh, defensive signing, whether it be right back or center back. Here's here's my pitch to you as to why the team will be good. Lacadia and Kubo each had their worst seasons ever in their career, and it's 
incredibly unlikely that happens again. If they revert back to their averages, that's 20 goals between the two of them. Lock it I in. think it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to, to make that assumption. You got Camo and Barrial, which were good signings and showed lots of promise last year. Give them a full off season with Stom. Give them a more, you know, uh, regular season. I think that they can <coughs> show up. Haglin and Pedersen looked like pretty good MLS center backs. Our defense wasn't the issue last year. If those two are our center backs, I don't think there's any reason to panic. Uh, we've upgraded at left back. Uh, we know Teton is a decent MLS goalkeeper and Lunch shows a ton of promise. So whoever comes out there and throw in Cropper, I feel really good about goalkeeper. There's no reason to think Nykamp can't find a decent midfielder. And if Lacadia sucks, we get rid of him in the summer and we get a new signing with a better transfer window. So that's my pitch to you for optimism. I, I don't I don't know what else we got. <laughs> I don't disagree. I find it, although I think I said it last year, I, but then some shit went down. I don't know. Remember we lost our coach right. and stuff like that. I don't see any way we're worse. That would be insane. Um, right. And I, I find it almost impossible to, le- impossible to believe we won't be a little bit better. When's the last time we went into the season with coaching stability? I don't yeah. want to actually go through it, if but you, it's kind of crazy if you... Right. Even if you go back to the USL years, um, you yeah. have three seasons where we've actually pulled that off. Uh, John Harts had never been a manager before. We pulled it off. Koch comes in and gets like no preseason really uh, before the the 2017 Open Cup season, but he gets a full preseason going into the next year where we set the USL points record and didn't lose all season. And then the 2019 MLS season, which, fair, didn't go very well, but those first five games were incredible. We were one win away from the best expansion team start ever in MLS history. Give me some false hope early in the year. Gotta love it. (laughs) Seriously. We can talk ourselves at anything. You know, one one other thing uh, I forgot to to include in my optimism pitch, and I think uh, this gets overlooked. Uh, Frankie Amaya is only a few months older or younger than Calvin Harris. Like, that guy was really, really young when we drafted him. No reason to think he's going to get worse. Why wouldn't he get better? He gets stronger, he gets older, a little more mature, tons of playing experience. If he gets better, he's going to be real good. And uh, let's see what happened with Alan Cruz. If Alan Cruz can come back as even close to his 2019 self, that's a half-decent midfield even if we don't make a new signing. Is there time to train in between taking uh, bikini pregnancy pictures with his fiance? I don't know if there is. I didn't – I don't – he was always kind of uh, – uh, he's a little thick. Yeah. I felt like he was slightly uh, thicker last year. I'm not sure he was totally as in shape as he was year one. I don't know if that had anything to do with his lack of – but, uh, I mean, he had some moments, but he wasn't the same. So I would hope he comes back a little more motivated because clearly Stom proved he's not just going to play him because he's right. a young DP or whatever. He was happy to infuriate a lot of us when our midfield was so terrible. We're like, Cruz has to be better. And then, you right. know, he'd come in some games. We'd be like, see? And then he'd start a game. You'd be like, ah, well. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tackles Kubo and gets hurt. <laughs> We had some moments. Yeah, you'd hope Kubo, you know, he showed flashes of being really good. And then, like, he'd be like, yeah. Kubo is invisible. So you'd hope he's he's tried Skyline. He's right. passed every threshold. He's ready to be to be good again. But really, I always thought it was silly when 
in any other sports, you'd be like, oh, this this free agency signing, this big signing is just to sell season tickets. And I'm like, who's buying season tickets off of one thing? And then like you see online, you're like, I think there are people who are like, I'm not renewing. But I think if we like did sign someone of for, let's say, like a $10 million transfer fee player, it would get a lot of people to buy. Like one player could get a lot of people to buy in and be like, yeah. yes. Like, and you thought Lakati would be that guy. He definitely hasn't yeah. been yet. But like Wayne Rooney, we're not getting a Wayne Rooney type, but like. They were in last place before they signed Wayne Rooney and he came in and then they got all those home games and they made the yeah. playoffs. And I think one player, especially if he is a 10 or something similar to that, they really could change the whole team. If we finally connect on one of these signings, either somebody who is slightly under the radar, who outperforms what we think, or like some dude is just grossly expensive, which I'm yeah. fine with too. Like spend it all, get crazy. That's why I don't care. If they want to spend $15 million to get Papu, it might be stupid and it might fail, but like, we're not. But we're playing with house money. We're playing with Ohio's right. pandemic fund right now. There's no rules. <laughs> if you're going to go for it, let's just go for it. So, I don't know. Do you think one signing would be enough to make this team competent? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the soccer-nomics argument is that soccer is a weakest link sport, so your team is as good or as bad as the worst player on the field. Um but I don't know if that actually translates to MLS, where you do have the designated players, which you're allowed to spend in a literal infinite amount over <coughs> the salary cap to get them in. So you have no reason to cheap out. Like, if your designated players are only slightly over the designated player threshold, like Kubo, like Cruz, it's wasted money. Like, yeah, spend $50 million on Papu. Like, it the only limit is a billionaire's wallet really so yeah. like i don't mind if meg and carl and whoever else wants to spend all of their money bringing in one of the best midfielders in the world that i don't care <laughs> like please spend that chinese money when player. they were buying hulk for overpaying <laughs> yeah. by like 30 million like god well i guess we gotta go there uh, there yeah there's gotta be a number that he's like all right fuck the champions league i'm coming to right. cincinnati <laughs> i mean that would be amazing we can yeah, dream. What was it? Uh, Carlos Tevez was making something like a million dollars a minute in the Chinese Super League at one point. Like, yeah, we can the, be the that. Sky's the limit <laughs> there. Be that place. Yeah, I mean, if someone's desperate to not come here, if they're going to be disgruntled, obviously, I, you know, whatever. Right. But there's no way to tell. But also, it's going to be the risk we got to take. You know, because you probably there's a Cincinnati tax which I'd right. say applies to at least half of the MLS teams because, you know, the players in other leagues are thinking New York, L.A., Chicago, right. Florida, now maybe a D.C. or something. So, you know, I've thought about this, but, like, how many people are dying to play in Wolverhampton? <laughs> like, how many people are dying to play in Newcastle? Like, yeah, the city yeah. matters, but also, like, the team matters and the facilities matter and the, you know, the coach matters. I don't know. Not like every European city is wonderful. Sure. But I still think you have to be convinced because at least then you can tell yourself yeah. you're in the Premier League. And I, I'm sure <laughs> okay, we're still fair. stigmatized. But I, fair yeah, enough. I mean, there's, I'm curious because obviously you'd have to believe there's truth that they're trying to get Papu. And I've seen like people tweet like, FCC just needs to give it up. They're wasting all their time on this. Like, wh what are they doing? They're just like offering an amount. They're sending an amount to somebody. They either like it or they don't. They're not like just staring at a picture of Papu waiting for this to happen. <laughs> I don't know what people think. I've never been in a front office, but I'm just positive. It's like, 
my wife being a so, realtor, she sends out an offer and she waits for the response. But like, you can do other things in the meantime. <laughs> you don't have to just fucking sit there. So like, just if you're upset that they're focused on Papu, I'm sure they're looking at at least one other player somewhere in the world. Right. Try to imagine what you would do if you had to spend 24 hours trying to sign Papu. Okay, you contact the team, you contact the agent, you try to contact the player. Maybe you get real weird and try to call some family members or some teammates or something. You'd send some letters out. You send Jeff. And then what Yeah, and the then jet. what do you do for the other 22 hours? <laughs> like <laughs> what, what do people think is happening? Yeah. Our money is still good. If like <laughs> it's not like the ne- in soccer the next player is going to be like you want a Papu first. Like nobody, I don't think that that's not an issue. Maybe in like right. the NBA or something, no one cares about being first choice if you get paid or the team gets paid. Yeah. I am curious. Well, think since about it. Go ahead. Like I was just gonna say, like think about it, like in terms of you applying for a job. Like let's say you were the second candidate for that job you applied for, and the first candidate turned it down. Are you really gonna be like, well, then I don't want it if <laughs> I was the number two guy? <laughs> I'm sure some idiot somewhere, but that's not how most of the world works. Who's on? So there was the guy Lincoln. I mean, it's a yeah. shame we lost out on the on the the play on words, but we uh, Lincoln, the Brazilian, twenty one, twenty two. Apparently, we were going for him. Did he end up going to Kobe? Yeah, he okay. did. He did officially <clears throat> sign with with Kobe. He gets to play with uh, Iniesta, and I think there were one or two other former La Liga greats playing for that team. I think David David Villa played there too, right? Yeah. So we were in for him, apparently. And, you know, the thing came out that he doesn't want to come to Cincinnati. And I'm super like, I don't, if he doesn't want to come here, I don't want him. Like, okay, let's just relax. Let's maybe take the young Brazilian if he wants to come here. (laughs) That sounds exciting. And I know we could be overrating uh, the Brazilians, but that would be pretty cool. But then we look, we see how he's like, hear bad things about him. Oh, he's inconsistent or like. That, that team was like, oh, good luck with him or whatever. And so people were like, man, I don't, do we even want this guy? And then, of course, we lose out on him. And they're like, God, FCC can't seal the deal on anything. I'm like, 90% <laughs> of moves, 95% of moves in soccer don't happen. You're just going to have to accept that. If you want to follow transfers like this, just accept right. that there's a good chance we're not going to get the player. Like, I do wonder, there's a certain degree of like, I love that FC Cincinnati is how most people are being introduced to soccer. And that's really great and wonderful. But like, follow a team like Manchester United or Real Madrid. And like, they are the most valuable, wealthy clubs in the world. And they miss out on players every other day if you follow all the rumors. So like... It's not shocking that we can't sign a player, you know, on the first go or that we were first rumored. I think maybe the more interesting thing about the Lincoln ordeal was that we were trying for what would have definitely been a DP as a striker. And I think that's interesting because it kind of tells you what the team might be thinking about Lacadia, either him staying on the team or maybe moving out to the wing or something like that. That was maybe the the most interesting part of that saga. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, obviously, I'll talk myself anything and I'd be like, young Brazilian, lots of money, let's go. But then yep. you'd be afraid of how he's going to get the ball. <laughs> like, who's going to put him like, we'd still need it. I still think we need like a 10. But completely agree. Also, I should say, Lincoln, I mean, 
very much worth getting hyped about. He apparently had a right of first refusal contract with Real Madrid, which was if anybody offered a transfer fee, Real Madrid could match it and get him instead. I don't know. Get hyped <laughs> as you want on that guy. Like That seemed fair to get hyped about. Yeah, I don't know, though. Should we even try? <laughs> um, I, I'm annoyed that we don't you know, have somebody to a new player to sink our teeth into but yeah you know there's still time but i also don't like the fcc needs to stop getting our hopes up only to ruin it. i'm like you're doing that or like i don't even get mad like people get mad at jeff for saying like we're working on something special it's like that's, you know he's a carnival parker that's what he's gonna do and like he's trying to get people excited about the team if it doesn't happen he's gonna come up with something else like we'll wait till the next thing you can't right. get mad about teams trying to sign players because we don't know what's going on in the background, but just just relax, okay? And if we start the season right. with this roster, feel free to get angry. But I, if we start the season with this roster, then something's gone horribly wrong, but we still have a lot of money right. in our pocket, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is like, I think even if we did roll with this team into the season, nobody in the front office is going to be saying, like, this is a playoff team. This is an MLS <laughs> Cup caliber team. They're well, thinking, Jeff might say it. He won't believe it. But, well, yeah. yes. I mean, and I mean, think about what is the opposite of Jeff saying that? Jeff coming out and saying, this team is horseshit. Please do not spend your money <laughs> <Yeah>. on it. <laughs> like, why Why would he say anything negative? Why Why would anybody say anything negative about their own employer? Would you go on Twitter and be like, don't buy things from Frisch's, it's terrible? Like, <laughs> Yeah, people say they want a realistic take, and then they get it, and it's uh, most of the fans don't, don't want that. <laughs> You're right. just going to see right. on Facebook page, like, even the front office doesn't think we can fucking do it. God, we're so <laughs> fucked. I'm canceling my season tickets. So who's your... Not player specifically, but would you rather spend divvy out money, let's say three players, the equivalent of, I know it doesn't work like that with the way the money breaks down, but like three very good players or one like, oh shit signing if you had your, if you had your way. Yeah. So I think in the abstract. Yes. Cause it's not really the, realistic the way it, the money works. Right. So in the, in the abstract, definitely give me as many players as possible over mm -hmm. the maximum budget charge as it were like sporting kansas city has been the model of small market success up until it was like 2019 they had a thousand and one injuries they couldn't quite do it um but before that they were like made the playoffs some 10 years in a row had made mls cup final had made open cup finals like they were the model of success and the big thing there was they had like eight or nine players that were all making more than the maximum salary charge so basically between dps and gam and tam they had almost an entire starting 11 that cost more than they should quote unquote from mls and that's how you build a really good, really successful team. They also had a half-decent youth academy. With our team, with FC Cincinnati, though, I don't think we necessarily need to do that given the pieces we have now. So give me the $10, 15000000 million star midfielder that could be playing in the Champions League instead of here. And I think this team is really, really good. Yeah, I think the fans would take either if, if they believe that yeah. we could get – a team full of and that, pretty good players or right. if they knew we had an amazing coach which is still tbd yet. yeah uh, i mean jury's still out on on stom being a decent manager but yeah i mean that's the other thing too is like if lacadia and kubo hit last year 
were a playoff team. You can't necessarily always predict how good a player is going to be. I mean, if you're really, really good at that, you're you're great at scouting, you're great at analytics, and you're probably not long for FC Cincinnati and MLS. You're probably off to Europe and and for playing for or, uh, working for a big team. It's like no good could come of the fans knowing this information for FCC or for anyone. But like, you just want to know who else is on that list if they think. Papu is a possibility, you know, they can't spend that money elsewhere, but like plan B sounds dumb, but who is like, who's the next guy? Papu signs with Sevilla. I just want to know. It just be exciting. I just want to know. Who's the next unrealistic player? Like there's just so many soccer players in the world. You can't, when you're in the NFL or the NBA, it's like, well, there's only so many great middle linebackers you could think of, but like there's so many players across the the world. I just, so like if you're out there listening and you want to DM me or Kevin or anyone, you know, be happy to keep, we'll, we'll keep it secret. Just give us, just give us something. I think as a fan base, we could take a healthier approach to transfer rumors. It feels like a lot of people wrap up a lot of hopes and dreams and impressions and feelings like people are criticizing Jeff Birding and Nykamp and Hunter Freeman because of the Papu rumors. What are you getting us from? <laughs> yeah. like, where, where, what, why are you criticizing these guys? First off, yeah, if they pull this off, it is one of the best signings in MLS history. So fuck yeah, they better be trying for this yeah, especially one. Especially because it's us. Uh, <laughs> so we're, yeah, not, right. we're not like some, it's not like Beckham like called him personally. It's like Jeff Bird and Jared Nightcamp. Right. And we're not out of it. Like he hasn't signed with another team as of recording. I'm sure that'll change later yeah. this afternoon. But Monday morning. Like we're not out of this. I think right now, like as an FCC fan there's no reason for you to be like anti papu signing like you should be hoping that january 31st comes and he doesn't sign with a team so he can't sign in europe then he's kind of fucked and kind of has to come to us i mean that's true (laughs) so then so what you're saying our options i guess will become limited because the players are going to move before the deadline but also whoever's left over the options become a lot more limited especially for teams who are trying to unload a player right so just just to plug the post for a second i did a don't panic about player signings just yet and in that explained how like the biggest clubs in the world kind of dictate how this all flows downhill so like if Manchester United sells Pogba and replaces Pogba with another player, which isn't out of the question at the moment, well, then the team they buy that player from has to replace him. And then they, ha- the team they buy from has to replace him. Everything starts to shuffle around. Or if it doesn't happen, all these players these teams were willing to part with for a particular price are now sort of free game. Like I did a, a joke piece about like, other players with the same names as presidents but like there's a really good egyptian midfielder playing in egypt whose name is obama and i was like i included him as a joke and then i'm like looking into him like damn he'd be a half decent <laughs> db signing like <laughs> so i i you know where things shake out always kind of uh hey we could start an obama to fcc <laughs> no reason not to I'll, I'll check him out but yeah so i guess that's a good countdown then so the 31st is the yeah. Papu gets players slightly always, more realistic then, huh? Yeah. Players can always leave after the transfer deadline. The transfer deadline is European teams can't add any players. Yeah. So that's that's what you're looking for. But he's Papu wasn't rumored to go to any non European places besides There's that one Italian like a, reporter who says MLS. That yeah. he keeps kind of insinuating there might be more than one MLS team. Um, That'd be brutal. But MLS, 
<laughs> I mean, MLS wrong. has enough. <laughs> he, he goes to Chicago or something. Oh, my God. Just, oh. Thankfully, MLS has a bunch of dumb rules that kind of prevents an arms race for the same player with MLS teams. So there's discovery rights and stupid things like that. So even if he doesn't come to us, we should get a boatload of money from somebody. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because um, if you're like, if FCC thinks they have a chance, why the fuck couldn't we have a chance? Like, that would be pretty, pretty LA easy. LA Galaxy and Miami are like, what yeah. the fuck? We could do that. Sure, <laughs> We've got a real shot if he doesn't stay. I mean, right now it sounds like things are heating up for him to go to Sevilla. Atalanta doesn't want him to go to an Italian club, which is where everything had been rumored previously. So um, the good news is he's still under contract. So the team controls quite a bit of his destiny here. So if we can work those connections. Give him that COVID relief money. It's time. (laughs) Let's get fucking crazy. So, uh, yeah, I I would care more probably, but I also don't know when we're going to get to see. We still don't know when we're going to actually get to see to watch these teams in person. So it's kind of pushing all of my emotions back a little bit. So I'm not as... It's like opening day is coming up and uh, new stadiums. Like, are we going to, can we go to a game this year? Like, I don't know. So it'll, (laughs) I'm kind of glad we got such a shitty season out while we weren't, I mean, it made it harder to watch, but uh, that could have been the first season at a new stadium with that suckitude. And that would have been pretty sad. I mean, we saw it briefly at the end of 2019 where the gate attendance was not quite matching up with the announced attendance. And you can only imagine last year, uh, it would have been a uh, sparsely (laughs) populated uh, stadium at the end of that season. So whatever you uh, do, very keep the banners up. (laughs) I don't know how much people know this and maybe klr is the uh, the best way to get this information out but after that banner protest like the club came to the supporters groups and said like hey we get it like we kind of appreciate it we're glad you care enough to do this um and they offered to do a supporters group town hall with the front office staff once the season is underway and they can stop focus on papu for a moment um <laughs> So, like, there was positivity there. I know people were upset at the protest, but it mattered and it got something done. I don't know if that would happen with the Bengals or the Reds. The Reds are happy to play in front of 400 people on a Wednesday afternoon um, after three or four bad seasons in a row. But, yeah, I appreciate that the team, like, recognized the protest and was willing to sit down with the supporters groups and and discuss what the direction of the club is like i don't know hate the team all you want i'm i do appreciate that happening you know scale of one to ten uh ten being extremely excited uh one being does fcc still exist where, where are you at right now with a few months give to me go? uh six and a half it's still major league soccer it's still professional soccer happening in cincinnati and even if our team is dog shit like you get to watch other teams. You get to watch exciting soccer that matters to your city. This is what soccer fans have wanted for years and years and years in Cincinnati. And yeah, we were inevitably going to have bad seasons. So like, we're yeah, just getting them all out of the way right now. You know? Yeah, sucks it happened early, but like, we're still in Major League Soccer. We could be playing on a baseball field in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or whatever. That's so the dream. I'll take what we can get. Where the real fans are. <laughs> so FCC, drop drop the new kit. That would be my advice yeah. while we're waiting. Drop the new kit. No, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Where are you? One to ten. I give wife. it a six. I ebb and flow. Some days I'm like, who yeah. gives a shit? Then like something's, something kind of happens. I'm like, okay. Like nothing actually yeah. really happens, but like I quickly, <laughs> or the draft is on. I'm like, I don't really care. But then I'm like, who are we going to take? 
So, <laughs> you know, I'll be back uh, when painted, the time comes. But yeah, they they painted the lines on the field. I know, the which I thought was bizarre. Why I don't did they know do why. that? The grass is still growing. <laughs> I don't it, understand. It probably hurts the grass. <laughs> was it just for the cameras? Like I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because Papu was like, I want to see the pitch with lines right. on it. So. Okay, I got a quick uh, potpourri. I'm going to do a quick lightning round of questions for you that I will answer myself, and then we'll get out of here, okay? Please. You ready for this? It's COVID-related. Give it to me. Let's get excited. Oh, good. This um, is a pop quiz. <laughs> I just want to know this, and if you're at home listening, ask yourself this question and uh, answer it in your, in your own head, and uh, it's like a podcast for your mind. Uh, my first question, because <laughs> I was thinking all these. Kevin, last time you ate inside a restaurant. Oh, the last time I ate inside of a restaurant. Um, it would have been at the end of July. I could not talk my parents out of going to a Texas roadhouse for mm. uh, somebody's birthday. Um, and that's where we ended up. That was the last time I ate inside of a restaurant. And I'll tell you, it didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> I didn't get COVID, I don't think. So hooray. Well, me, Mike, and Max went to the Atlanta game. To the start last season, we probably that ate was a while somewhere. ago. I think that was probably the last time I ate inside New York because, like, the next week everything was basically fell apart. So, yeah. I don't think so. It's when was that game? It had FC to be like March 7th, I'll say. It was, it was March 7th. Look at you. Hey, so that was about 10 months ago. Exciting. Last time you shook someone's hand. Oh, Let's God. say not a family um, member. Not a family. Uh, so I actually had a, I bought a new house during the pandemic, which mm. was exciting. And I had a contractor do a little bit of work and just instinct, I shook his hand afterward <laughs> and we both looked at each other like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, that, it was sometime in the early fall would have been the last time I got a handshake. So <laughs> we, we both regretted it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably that same, that same road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I probably last time you saw a movie in the theater oh I only see like one movie oh. a year in the theater anyways like I would see yeah. like a new Star Wars movie I mean we're pretty lame when we come to movies so that's an easy so one probably me. yeah probably 2019 would have been the last time I saw a movie in a theater however that that answer will change in about 24 hours 48 uh -oh. hours I uh for the wife's birthday uh, we rented a movie theater. So, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> it's fairly cheap, actually, right now. So, we're going to watch uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse with her parents and her sister and uh, brother in law. And that's it. So, it'll be six people in a movie theater. Where, uh, where is that? Uh, this is. All of them do it, so if anybody's interested. But with this would be the Oakley Cinemark, is where wow. we're renting that one. That's hilarious. Uh, runs like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks somewhere in there. Uh, Two hundred if you want like a first run, first like new release. But um, yeah, renting a movie theater for like That's... six people. So <laughs> I don't even know what my kids would pick because they're like the biggest movie baby. So they and they probably like, can we leave? I'm like, no, absolutely not. We cannot leave. <laughs> we're, we're in this now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Last FCC game you attended? Ah, so this is a fun one. I got to go oh, to the course. last. I got to go to the last Nippert home game, uh, thanks to the post and getting some press credentials. Although I left the press box at halftime and sat in the stands with some of the uh, the staff. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we watched the game there. Uh, 
So yeah, I, I was lucky enough to be able to attend the socially distanced masked press box of the uh, the last stretch of home games for FCC. So we went out great too, from what I remember. I don't remember. we we lost right. I don't remember what happened at the game. Oh, we definitely <laughs> lost. It was a heartbreaker, and uh, the team was giving it their all there at the very end. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they I lost. Guess. So maybe they I weren't. Tell. <laughs> that could be sarcasm or not. I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> What a year we've had. Last podcast I did was probably, I don't know. But I, you know, I haven't <laughs> felt the need. And honestly, like this wasn't needed, but I still needed, you know, I just, I, yeah. I, I want to exist and I'm paying money to my web hosting <laughs> service. So, you know, I don't wanna, I gotta get something for it. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited by the possibilities of something eventually happening. So one day yeah. we'll have something to get excited about and you know life is just we're in a state of stasis you know we had the first covid podcast the live stream that was so long ago and it's like oh. nothing's changed in fact things are probably worse <laughs> than it was then so yeah the last podcast was november 9th wow so it's been a few months season finale a ray of light i called it there was no ray of light but, and oh, then we exciting. let go of ray ortiz so yeah <laughs> i was not predicting that <laughs> i do have capital insurrection written here but maybe we cover that next time uh, I think we've already yeah. a- I already alienated all of the post Trump episode. Oh, that was the ray of light. <laughs> Trump losing. That's why. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that's been something. It's you know, you thought things were be a little chill between now and then. No, there was a capital insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Countries as gross as ever, but uh, I'm happier. My I the feeling in my gut is better the last few months. Yeah. Not so not so much nervous energy, just about life. I mean, about death, oh. but not about life. So. <laughs> Kevin, anything else you want to say? Some to... More... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, let's get some more vaccines out there. You know, like, let's 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 get this herd immunity going. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like, to, I'd like to go inside the stadium that I've already spent all this money on. <laughs> right. I will say... Uh, I'll leave. I'll leave this. This will be. This will be my final word for uh, for a little bit of optimism. I know. I know a lot of people were upset with the season last year, and obviously, 2019 was a historically bad year. But the 2020 team was, I would say, regular bad. But if you look at expected goals and expected goals against, and you look at the expected goal differential, there were four teams worse than FC Cincinnati. Which would suggest we were very unlucky last year, and I think Lacadia would agree with me on that. <laughs> so, if your goal for 2021 is that the team is not dead last, psh, we've already got the roster Take to it do to that. Vegas. You know, let's let's keep, let's keep it going. We so, got the short end of the schedule stick too. Don't forget that we got we got some shitty schedules. We, we, we could have had a much um, much better schedule look. Nashville got to play Atlanta and Miami over and over again, which turned out to be just dog shit teams that's why there's a huge asterisk over columbus cruise mls cup win nobody's everyone's saying it's illegitimate many people are saying it was not accurate so uh yeah my final thoughts will i be back next week only if we sign a massive player (laughs) otherwise (laughs) yeah i will return kevin maybe in a minute form i will return when uh it's yeah. you know appropriate, but I'm not just going to show up for the sake of showing up. I promise you that. So don't worry. There's other podcasts that exist if you just need to hear the name <laughs> FC Cincinnati. I promise you. Go forth. I free you from my unwieldy grasp. Uh, but yeah, Kevin, last last sentence for the world. You got to earn the C. You got to. Go ahead. Rent a theater, folks. Watch the uh, 
no watch the fire open cup game in a theater it's only 100 bucks <laughs> relive the good times <laughs> get a whole gang of people who are uh, been quarantining hopefully and enjoy it. well kevin thanks for joining me thanks for uh filling the oh. the amazing seats of uh nick from soccer and zach from soccer who have not been fired just uh, not in the cards this week they are uh, they're big shoes to fill, and I, I hope I did right by them. They're missing out. Not as many headlines, but otherwise, a lot more soccer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amelia, what's Gootman? Rise together, fries together, 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 together. Goodbye.